Are they welcome back? Thanks for 140k now, man. Groovy. Well, I mean, I also noticed that uh, it seems to have kind of frozen for the past 24 hours. It's weird. Um, I mean, like the number that I've, I'm being shown as my statistics. Um, so, yeah, it's being controlled. Uh, anyway, we're listening to Trump has worst day in court yet as Jack Smith gets closer. Legal AF. This was posted two days ago. About well, what is the Gromberg inquiry and how do you think that's going to play? With this judge and Takapitas. Takapita in or out? That's yeah, Taco so anyone who's ever watched a, a show Taco on TV penis, in or out. And uh -huh. judges and trials, etc., you hear lawyers say, I can't represent this person, I have a conflict. And the question is, what does that mean? And it means you can't, so there's client privilege, and you when, you when you represent someone, you can't then, so let's say I hire you as my attorney, Popak, on something, and I share my deepest, darkest secrets with you as, a, as my lawyer, because it's important for the representation. You can't then go represent the opposing side and then use those deepest, darkest secrets of mine against me nor can you say, oh, trust me, I won't, right? There's a conflict there, and there are ethical rules surrounding those conflicts. Some are, some are, are not waivable, even, you know, by, by um, the defendant who is Donald Trump right now, because he's not the one who holds it, right? Stormy Daniels has, has it in this particular instance. So this is going to come down to a factual scenario, whether an attorney-client relationship was established, and if so, is he conflicted out of the case? And on the one hand, Takapina is saying, well, she called my office and someone from my office wrote certain things down in the computer. I never talked to her. Huh. But, and then, but then he goes on TV and is defending her. So he clearly had enough information and represented to the world that he was representing her. So I think he's going to have a hard time saying, uh, saying that there was, that there is not a conflict. And um, yeah, I think he's, he's out. Lying. That's my prediction. I, yeah. I think this is, you know, it's not because it, it would be one thing if it was another matter. But it's in this case. He represented the victim in this case. So I, the Grom, I think the Gromberg is, is really focused on if Trump, if Trump can, I never understood it. it it's if it Trump can continue to retain him knowing about the representation. Why yeah, isn't so it just an ethical conflict and he's out? It is usually. I mean, usually these hearings are that. It's that, hey, you know, Trump, did you realize that your client might know information that could help you? from representing Stormy Daniels, when, from the representation of Stormy Daniels, but he can't use that in your case. Are you okay with that? Like they, the, a hearing like this will spell out all the ways that this conflict could hurt Trump and make sure he's still okay with it. But that, that's really what happens in, in this type of hearing. But I don't know, I, I don't see the judge being okay with it here, but we'll see, we'll see what, yeah. what happens. Yeah, and whether and whether for the Gromberg hearing to, to really be meaningful, whether Trump has to has to uh, participate 
um, which would be interesting if that were to happen. But we'll follow it. I agree with you on your instance. Uh, we're going to talk in the next segment about uh, e. Jean Carroll and her case against Donald Trump, which is already in full swing, five full days. E. Jean Carroll has already testified, as have at least two corroborating witnesses for her, one in spectacular fashion. Yesterday, uh -huh. we've got a motion for mistrial, and we'll talk about, uh, which we predicted would happen <laughs> even before E. Jean Carroll still was won't off go the to stand jail. brought by the defense. Where's the fucking uh, espionage charge? Um, an announcement that Donald Trump isn't even going to bother to show up for his own trial. We'll talk about all of that next, but first, the word from our sponsor. Do you take millions of photos like me, only to let them sit on your phone or get lost in your files? What if you could put all your photos, including those random camera roll pics, onto one gorgeous frame? You can, with a connected frame from Aura. Named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter, the strategist, about and featured like... hundreds of gift guides, Aura frames are guaranteed. Ooh. Just thinking about uh, strategy. I always skip, I almost always skip the ads for us. Where's it then? Oh man. Do 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 do. When you change his shirt, that's when I stop it. <clears throat> Plus, listeners can get a free shipping with code LegalAF at checkout. Thanks, Aura Frames, for sponsoring our podcast. And we're back. And uh, thank you to Aura Frames for that. Let's talk about E. Jean Carroll and the case. I know we, you and I have been following it closely. Again, another case. I know people are frustrated. But another case, it's not televised. It's not it will not be on television, as they say. Uh, instead, we're getting good reporting from those that are in the room. And then we then apply our own magic of being practicing attorneys that, that try cases in courtrooms just like this one put in Southern District of New York Federal Court. And uh, we talk about it from our perspective of what we think is happening in the room. Let me kind of frame it a little bit, then I'll turn it over to you, Karen, for what, uh, what you've learned and kind of update where we were from last week and some assumptions that we made that may or may not have been accurate or, you know, we're, we're, we're um, we have our big, big adult pants on. And, and if we're wrong about something, we're going to say we're wrong. And if we're right about something, we're going to remind you that we were right. That's how this show operates. So let me start from where we are. We have E. Jean Carroll, um, who's already completed her testimony and I thought did a masterful job. A, it was obvious that she's telling the truth that this is memories that are seared into her memory. She is tracking exactly what she has said without almost any deviation for the last number of years, almost dating back to 1996. We now have a date for this, spring of 1996. We'll talk about the witness who actually dates this. The closest we've ever heard as happening in the evening on a Thursday night in, in spring of 1996 at the women's department section, the women's store of Bergdorf Goodman's. I always forget when I talk about that department store, it's really two department stores, one across from the other, one's a men's and the other is uh, a ladies. The, the women's department store is where lingerie is obviously, and what transpired there. She not only did well in her direct examination, 
about being attacked by Donald Trump in the dressing room and the specifics of how she was attacked. But she also did a masterful job in counterpunching during the cross-examination to make better and new points in front of the jury. A jury that, according to court watchers, is riveted by everything involving E. Jean Carroll and her witnesses, meaning they are focused on her not on Joe Tacopina, who's done a lot of the cross-examination, but not all of the cross-examination. We'll talk about the arrival of Perry Brandt, who I talked about in a hot take from the Midwest, all the way from Kansas City. They flew him in special to do one cross-examination so far, and we'll talk about how that went. These witnesses, because they're telling the truth, have also been amazingly prepared for their moment in the courtroom by the lawyers for E. Jean Carroll. You can tell because they are ready in the in the counterpunching. First of all, they're smarter than the lawyers that are cross-examining them. Let me put that on the record. E. Jean Carroll, Lisa Birnbach, the famous um, author who testified in support of E. Jean Carroll. We're gonna hear from Carol Martin, a well-respected longtime newscaster here in New York. They're just smarter than the other people and they're telling the truth. They have an added combination. Or as I have joked on a hot take, it's it's you know the magic trick where the the woman is sawed in half by the magician. We are watching women sawing the defense in half, in, re in real time. All of them. We had a motion for mistrial because how do I how do I make this sound um, legit? Because the judge has been mean to Joe Tacopina. I mean that's the best I can put it. He can't answer. He can't ask a properly formed question. He doesn't know how to properly cross examine. And then when the judge calls him out on it or reinforces something that the witness just said and tells Takapina to move on, that's prejudice. That's not prejudice. Okay? There's no such thing as a perfect trial. You just get a fair trial. And so far, it's been, it's been exceedingly fair for Donald Trump, who's decided not to come. This trial denied. We'll talk about the, the act of making a mistrial motion so early in the case and what that indicates. And then we've got witnesses that came on later including Lisa Birnbach, an award-winning author, who is the first witness, Karen, who can definitively say that in real time, within five to seven minutes of the attack, E. Jean Carroll reported it to a friend on the phone in, in Lisa Birnbach, who, who dates it also as being in spring of 1996 in the evening, which, which totally fits with E. Jean Carroll's testimony. And we'll talk about her testimony and the announcement now. And I want to hear your view of the permanent empty chair. Donald Trump is not coming through the, the doors of the courtroom. He's not going to appear to this jury. He's, he's going to phone it in with deposition transcripts being read and videos being played. And that's going to be his defense in his case. So that's, that's my breathless presentation. Talk about where you were last week, where you are this week, and what you've read about the case and your predictions about how the how the plaintiff is doing and how the defense is doing. Yeah, so last Wednesday, a week ago, uh, I think that was the first day E. Jean Carroll testified on in trial. And I made the mistake of uh, relying on Twitter uh, recitations of the testimony because we didn't have access to the transcripts yet, right? It was, it was something that, um, a mistake that I, I 
made and will not make again because obviously you know it twitter limits you to a certain number of characters and and you don't get the full story and it's only what whoever the person is you know wants to say so i have since been able to obtain the transcripts and actually read them uh and i will tell you um even though you don't get to see a person's face or see their demeanor or hear their tone I mean, boy, did those did the did the demeanor and tone and context come through with those uh, it with those transcripts? And you know, I have to say, I find it's a total head scratcher, but I guess in a good way for E. Jean Carroll. Why would they have put Joe Ta made Joe Tacopina uh, be the person cross-examining Eugene Carroll? I mean, he is just you know a bull. First of all, he's a bull in a china shop, but second of all, he's just he's he's almost like an exhibit he's like exhibit a of why women don't come forward and report that they've been sexually assaulted because number one you're going to be attacked by somebody like him you're going to be accused of lying you're going to be asked questions like you know why didn't you scream and you didn't report it to the police and you know it's it's a horror it's like being violated a second time and you know it's just a horrible experience and and i i really think it is going to set back sexual assault uh sexual assault victims um and survivors uh in a way because anyone who reads that and reads what happened there especially with a very with someone like donald trump who's obviously you know much more powerful than eugene carroll by virtue of who he is not just his size and that he's a man but just his his power and influence i mean who would go come forward you know i it's it's got to be hard a really hard decision to do because you're putting your whole life uh, out there and you know you're going to be questioned about all the things you did and didn't do you know why did you um, go into the dressing room with him why were you giggling you know really he was able to pull your tights down and and you know it's just I, I don't know it was just kind of sickening actually reading it and I felt terrible for E. Jean Carroll but frankly she seemed to hold her own I mean she really did hold her own and I give her so much credit her strength and composure and her ability to reply and respond to his offensive questions and his really offensive cross-examination and frankly if, if that's how i felt i can't imagine how the jury must feel so see because because i mine my mine was just a reading of the cold words but someone seeing her face and seeing her demeanor and watching her and watching him I think that, you know, that is just not going to bode well for Trump, which makes me happy, obviously. Um, so, you know, I think I think she's doing really well. I think she's holding up. I hope she's, you know, of course, I always worry emotionally. Like, I, I just can't imagine how that must have felt, um, you know, just being on the stand for three full days and having to describe in excruciating detail this horrific thing that happened to her and, you know, and then to be... Um, and then to be questioned the way she was questioned. Um, you know, they even, he even said something to her, but you know, but you call the police, you know how to call the police. You called the police once when kids vandalized a mailbox, you know, and he just, he clearly doesn't know the shame that so many women 
you know, place on themselves when they are victims of sexual assault. You know, there, there is a shame. And especially she did a good job describing that this was be- way before the Me Too movement. This was in the early 90s. And she comes from a different generation where people like her didn't go to the police if something like this happened, you know. And it really was a, a different time. And I think she did a really good job explaining that. Um, but, you know, it's just she blamed herself like so many women do. You know, what did I do to lead him on? What did I, you know, you go through all these mental ma- machinations about, you know, how come I did all the what ifs I didn't do. And, you know, she, it was just awful. You know, she was so upset. She was, you know, and then the, the witness that testified next that I thought were that testified that was really powerful as well was was Lisa Birnbach, who who you uh, mentioned. Um and she was allowed to testify because there's a, um, a concept, a legal concept that in criminal cases as well, it's called a prompt outcry witness. So that's um, it's 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 an exception to the hearsay rule, because normally an out of court statement, which is offered for the truth of the matter asserted, which is what. wonder she was so traumatized against your will Unless you fucking ask to be fisted. Unless you, like, ask to be fisted. His... his hand inside her and curled up his fingers.
and would put anyone else in prison. But, uh, <laughs> shrug, what's, which one is the, I don't know. Because it's been over two years and done here is normally not allowed in uh, in court because it's hearsay. But this is an exception to hearsay because really it's not offered for the truth. It's offered for the fact that it was said. And there it's it's because, you know, she, people explain why they don't go to law enforcement, why they don't go to the police, etc. But typically you'll, you'd tell your best friend or you would tell a friend. And if you did do that close in time, that's consistent with it actually having, having 
happened. So she was her prompt outcry witness. And she said that the way she described E. Jean Carroll, that she sounded breathless. She was hyperventilating. She was emotional. Her voice was all sorts of different things. And she just kept saying, he pulled down my tights. He pulled down my tights. You know, she was clearly still processing it because it happened to her. And, and, you know, Bernbach remembers this because she said she was feeding her young kids. She was in the kitchen at the time. And she walked out of the room to have to whisper to E. Jean, who said, you know, E. Jean, he raped you go to the police and 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 Eugene said you know I'm not going to the police and don't ever speak of this again you know I don't ever want to talk about this again you know this is not something that that we talked about back then you bury it and you go forward you know you know I don't ever want to talk about this again You know, Eugene, he raped you. Go to the police. And 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 Eugene said, you know, I'm not going to the police. And don't. That's consistent with it actually having having happened. So she was her prompt outcry witness, and she said that the way she described Eugene Carroll and uh, that this that's consistent. Never speak of this again. You know, I don't ever want to. He pulled down my tights. You know, she was clear. She sounded breathless. She was hyperventilating. She was emotional. Her voice was all sorts of different things. And she just kept saying, he pulled down my tights. He pulled down my tights. You know, she was clearly still processing it because it happened to her. And, and, you know, Bernbach remembers this because she said she was feeding her young kids. She was in the kitchen at the time. And she walked out of the room to have to whisper to Eugene, who said, you know, Eugene, he raped you. Go to the police. And, and, and Eugene said, you know, I'm not going to the police. And don't ever speak of this again you know I don't ever want to talk about this again you know this is not something that that we talked about back then you bury it and you go forward you know and and anyway I just thought that was the way she testified um, about that I mean there is no doubt in this jury's mind uh, in minds uh, that this actually happened in an empty chair he doesn't even show up for it so there is no other side there's only this is not a he said she said this is a she said and so the jury is going to, I, she sounded breathless. She was hyperventilating. She was emotional. Her voice was all sorts of different things. And she just kept saying, He pulled down my tights. He pulled down my tights. You know, she was clearly still processing it because it happened to her. And, and, you know, Bernbach remembers this because she said she was feeding her young kids. She was in the kitchen at the time. And she walked out of the room to have to whisper to Eugene, who said, you know, Eugene, he raped you. Go to the police. And, and, and Eugene said, you know, I'm not going to the police. And don't ever speak of this again. You know, I don't ever want to talk about this again. You know, this is not something that, that we talked about back then. You bury it and you go forward you know and and anyway I just thought that was the way she testified um about that I mean there is no doubt in this jury's mind uh in minds uh, that this actually happened in an empty chair he doesn't even show up for it so there is no other side there's only this is not a he said she said this is a she said and so the jury is going to I 
She sounded breathless. She was hyperventilating. She was emotional. Her voice was all sorts of different things. And she just kept saying, he pulled down my tights. He pulled down my tights. You know, she was clearly still processing it because it happened to her. And, and, you know, Bernbach remembers this because she said she was feeding her young kids. She was in the kitchen at the time. And she walked out of the room to have to whisper to E. Jean, who said, you know, E. Jean, he raped you. Go to the police. And, and, and E. Jean said, you know, I'm not going to the police and don't ever speak of this again you know i don't ever want to talk about this again you know this is not something that that we talked about back then you bury it and you go forward you know and and anyway i just thought that was the way she testified um about that i mean there is no doubt in this jury's mind uh in minds uh, that this actually happened in an empty chair he doesn't even show up for it so there is no other side there's only this is not a he said she said this is a she said and so the jury is going to, I, she sounded breathless. She was hyperventilating. She was emotional. Her voice was all sorts of different things. And she just kept saying, he pulled down my tights. He pulled down my tights. You know, she was clearly still processing it because it happened to her. And, and, you know, Bernbach remembers this because she said she was feeding her young kids. She was in the kitchen at the time. And she walked out of the room to have to whisper to E. Jean, who said, you know, E. Jean, he raped you. Go to the police. And, and, and E. Jean said, you know, I'm not going to the police and don't ever speak of this again. You know, I don't ever want to talk about this again. You know, this is not something that, that we talked about back then. You bury it and you go forward, you know. And, and anyway, I just thought that was just the way she testified um, about that. I mean, you know, and, and anyway, I just thought that was just the way she testified um, about that. I mean, there is no doubt in this jury's mind uh, in minds uh, that this actually happened in an empty chair. He doesn't even show up for it. So there is no other side. There's only, this is not a he said, she said, this is a she said. And so the jury is going to, I think, you know, have no other um, option in a good way, but to find for, for the plaintiff. Um, and then, yeah. I, then there was Jessica Leeds who testified yesterday. Um, she's in a good way, but to find you know, I'm not going to the police and don't ever speak of this again. You know, I don't ever want to talk about this again. You know, this is not something that, that we talked about back then. You bury it and you go forward, you know. And, and anyway, I just thought that was just the way she testified um, about that. I mean, there is no doubt in this jury's mind. Uh, in minds uh, that this actually happened in an empty chair. He doesn't even show up for it. So there is no other side. There's only, this is not a he said, she said, this is a she said. And so the jury is going to, I think, you know, have no other um, option in a good way, but to find for, for the plaintiff. Um, and then I, then if, Jessica Leeds, who testified yesterday, um, she's now 81 years old, you know, and I, I would just love to see her, her testimony. She's talking about how, you know, I'm not going to the police and don't ever speak of this again. You know, I don't ever want to talk about this again. You know, this is not something that, that we talked about back then. You bury it and you go forward, you know, and, and anyway, I just thought that was just the way she testified um, about that. I mean, there is no doubt in this jury's mind 
uh, in minds uh, that this actually happened in an empty chair. He doesn't even show up for it. So there is no other side. There's only, this is not a he said, she said, this is a she said. And so the jury is going to, I think, you know, have no other um, option. Um, she's now 81 years old, you know, and I, I would just love to see her, her testimony. She's talking about how uh, Trump, you know, that assaulted her on an airplane, uh, sitting in first class in the late seventies, how he was groping her out. There was no conversation. There was no anything. He just turns around and starts to grab her breasts. Yeah, she I think it was the, 80s, by the way. But yes, was it the 80s? Oh, I don't know why I thought yeah. it happened in the late. Yeah, she's 70s. in her 80s, but it was 80s. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, um, but you know, she was describing how how he had like 40 zillion hands, and you know, it was just very consistent with his access Hollywood statement that you can just do anything to a woman without even asking. And that's just his mindset. That's what he bragged about doing on that tape in 2016. That's what he did to, you know, Miss, Miss Leeds. And clearly that's what he did to E. Jean Carroll. So I think, I think that, you know, uh, I think that this trial is going to result in a judgment for E. Jean Carroll without a doubt. And it should. And Trump will forever be branded a rapist, even though it's civil, it's still a rape. But you know what this will do to him, if anything, and his followers and his standing is, you know, I have no idea. Your guess is still a rape. But you know what this will do. This trial on the other side. This trial is going to result in a judgment for E. Jean Carroll, without a doubt, and it should. And Trump will forever be branded a rapist, even though. Civil, it's still a rape. But, you know, what this will do to him, if anything, and his followers and his standing is, you know, I have no idea. Your guess is as good as anybody's, but. Yeah. Um, I'm not worried about. Uh, yeah, I'm not worried about his followers because. No, I'm hoping it'll. Was, yeah, but I'm hoping it'll. Yeah. It'll change things. I no, think I, that. Yeah, go on. No, 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 no. That's my point. My point is, his followers are long gone. You're aiming for the independents and the women who have not made up their mind between the abortion, um, the abortion decision on his watch with his justices and his position and this. I mean, I don't. I you know idea your guess is as good as anybody's but yeah um, i'm not worried about uh, yeah i'm not worried about his followers because no i'm hoping it'll was, yeah but i'm hoping it'll yeah. it'll change things i no, think I, that yeah go on no 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 that, that's my point my point is his followers are long gone you're aiming for the independence and the women not made up their mind between the abortion um the abortion decision on his watch with his justices 
and his position and this. I mean, I don't, I, you know, if he lost by seven million, which he did to Joe, Joe Biden, I don't know how he doesn't lose by nine million. I actually welcome him being the candidate on the other side. Um, but let me let me just I'll give you the two most powerful moments for me so far in the trial that I think will sear in the minds of all the jurors, including the one that we've already identified as being somebody who gets all of his information from right wing podcasts. Still, there are facts that are being developed in that courtroom and law to which that has to be applied. And I think the rest of them will gang up on him and get to a unanimous jury, which is what's required in federal court and a civil side. Lisa Birnbach made it clear not only she dated this in a way that E. Jean Carroll was like 95 or 96. It happened in the evening, during evening hours, when there were very few people in um, Bergdorf Goodman to answer Joe Tacopina's opening about how incredible and incredulous it is that in this department store teeming with people, he was making it out to be Walmart in the grocery section during the day before Thanksgiving. And I agree with Joe that if that's where it happened, it would be a little bit odd. But a lingerie department buried off the back on whatever floor in the woman's section, evening hours, where there's usually one or two women tops there to begin with. Yeah, that could have happened, Joe. And that's and we and have in a date closed dressing that. room of that area. Yeah, exactly. And there's, by the way, I've gone shopping. You can't find a you can't find a salesperson in that section or any of those sections. So that goes out the window. So she dates it. But this is the powerful testimony. Two two things that of course happened that I think if they remember anything from the trial, it's going to be E. Jean Carroll saying in response to cross examination by a ham fisted, mansplaining, insensitive. Joe Tacopina, it doesn't matter whether I, I screamed, I was raped by your client. I'm paraphrasing, but that's powerful. And Lisa Birnbach reminding everybody, I, my, my, uh, my friend tells the truth, and I'm telling the truth. And she wasn't attacked by the president of the United States. She was attacked by a real estate developer who, who uh, uh, lout around town who had a history of harassing women. That's the Donald Trump that attacked my friend. And Lisa went on to say, and I know Donald Trump, because just before the attack, I went down at his invitation to Mar-a-Lago. Just shows you how incestuous this, this level of, of um, celebrity is in New York, where they hang out in Elaine's, you know, the old restaurant, and people from writers and actors and sports heroes and developers and real estate people, they all know each other. She was at Mar-a-Lago doing an interview with him. You know, she's lucky she didn't get attacked like the one of the witnesses we're going to hear from, Natasha Stoin uh, Stoinoff from People Magazine, when she was attacked doing a puff piece down at Mar-a-Lago on that marriage. So that was very powerful. He wasn't attacked by the president of the United States, like a statesman. He was attacked by a, a guy, you know, a footloose guy in Manhattan who was a lout who was known for mistreating women. That's who attacked my friend. That was a very great comeback on her point. Why they used for Jessica Leeds, the former stockbroker who testified about her being groped by 70 billion hands of Donald Trump, which they tried to spin in the courtroom as he was trying to pick her up, which is crazy talk, crazy talk, and gave her an easy opening to say, no, that's not what happened. He has sexually attacked me. She also said, got out on the stand, that 
he ran into her again at a fundraiser after that attack at another department store in New York. You think everything happens to department stores in Manhattan. But at Saks Fifth Avenue, of all places, where he went, he left his wife, went over to her, and her testimony was, said, oh, I remember you. You're the C word I met on the plane. She got to say that because it's true out loud in front of that jury. Then they ran the clip, shows you how masterful the presentation of this case is, of him at a rally using the exact same language that he used against E. Jean Carroll to deny that happened. If I was going to do that, she's not my type, or it would have been better, or whatever he said. And they ran that clip as well. And look at the sequencing. You and I are trial lawyers. People think it's just, I don't know, random selection. But you and I, when we do trial trials, we sequence our witnesses in a way that we think will be most powerful. And so they're not even putting together, let's say, two witnesses who both were told simultaneously about the event back-to-back -back from E. Jean Carroll. Because if you were going to do that, you do Lisa Birnbach, and then you do Carol Martin, the newscaster, who was friends with E. Jean Carroll, who also heard contempt. But they didn't do that. They're breaking up those witnesses, and they're putting in between other women who got attacked so that the jury, under the, under the um, science of recency, you know, primacy and recency, that you... They want to put these facts so the jury doesn't lose sight of them and spread them out and put in the middle other really bad facts against Donald Trump. So they took Lisa Birnbach. Then they took Bergdorf Goodman, another executive for Bergdorf Goodman. Then they brought in um, uh, Jessica Leeds, the woman on the plane who was attacked. And, so, and then Carol Martin and then psychologists and then and then and then. And then nothing on the other side, as you said, Karen. It'll be a series of playing video from his deposition, which the best he can do is, it was a hoax, it was a lie, I didn't do it, that wasn't me. After the jury has already heard seven or eight days of consistent evidence being and he's allowed to put in his own deposition? Well, he's allowed to put counter in, counter in for what they present. So, Bobby Kaplan's team is doing a masterful job. It's Mike Ferrara and Sean Crowley so far on his team, and a th I think a third lawyer for their team, against Joe Tacopina. Why? Here's another one, Karen. Why did they double down on Joe Tacopina? He did terrible against E. Jean Carroll, and they used him to cross-examine Jessica Leeds, the woman attacked on the plane. I don't understand. Why? It because, I mean, what, maybe they think this is effective. Maybe this is, I mean, think about it. This is their worldview. This is, this is Donald Trump's worldview. He doesn't respect women. He thinks he can do whatever he wants sexually. He thinks he certainly doesn't believe oh. in, um, in women and consent and being able to, you know, say no. I mean, he, to him, that doesn't, so to him, the fact that Joe Tacopina is saying all the things that he's saying, and, and make, I bet he reads these transcripts and says, well, he's right, this is great, you know, because that's his worldview. But, but what he's missing, and thank God for E.G. Carroll's side of the case, what he's missing is being in the room and watching how this is landing on the jury. You and I, when we present a case to a jury, I am watching the body language of the jury, and frankly, I know whether I got them or I lost them relatively early on for body language and for things that they're doing. I mean, I once had a jury for the, for the other side where, where uh, five of the jurors sat on one side 
the other, the left one juror by themselves, and we knew, uh oh, something's up. Like, this jury's not getting getting I, along. I, I, let, I, me, I, let me just let, let, let me make this one point about the about the Trump. Trump not being in the room is getting reports from his trial team at the end of the day. And he's reading these self-selected things from friendly places like Newsmax or whatever. He's not getting, because he's not there, what's really going down. The jury hates Joe Tacopina for what I can for what I can intuit in, 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 in that and is following credibly E. Jean Carroll. He would make changes if he knew about them, but he's not there. And that's on him. I don't know. I think he's I think he's egotistical enough to think I'm not going to, you know, whatever, this is how I want it done, period. And I, I don't, you know, and, if, and, and then if he loses, he'll just say, you know, it was, it was, it wasn't fair. It was rigged. You know, he, he's just, he's so, he, he doesn't, he, anyway, he, there's just something wrong with that man. And so he, he wants things done his way. And then when it doesn't go his way, it's everybody else's fault. It was stolen. It was rigged. It was, you know, he's got a script. And he uses it no matter what the scenario. And yeah. so that's what he'll do here. It's, it's pre-written. It's you pre-written. Know, the, jury was, exactly. the jury was racist or whatever. Yeah. And whatever. then we'll have to see, and we'll follow, before we go to our next segment on Jack Smith, we'll follow you know, the continuing mystery of what is going on with Alina Haba, who's just sitting there like some sort of prop at the council table, has not even got up to do anything. Even at the moment where I thought, okay, well, maybe she'll cross-examine Lisa Birnbach. That's that's not, nope, Harry Brandt, the lawyer they brought in 72 hours before the trial, who knows nothing about the case. He's the custom cross-examiner. He, by the way, he did terrible. He did terrible. She counterpunched him mercilessly, senseless. I thought it was like, if I was a referee, it would have been a TKO knockout for that witness and, and still sits. Alina Hava, you and I will follow that. And yeah. on the next segment, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 I was just going to say Michael Cohen um, said in the political beatdown that I caught, you know, he said that Alina Haba um, uh, um, asked him questions in his deposition this week in front of the New York Attorney General, and he said she did a really good job. So that surprised That's me. I've never heard, yeah, I've never heard anyone say that. And I thought, well, okay, if she's you know, able to at least somewhat competently ask questions. Why isn't she, yeah. to your point, why isn't she doing the cross-examinations of these women? Because well, these men just turn, you know, are coming across I, terribly. I can't speak for Michael Cohen, and I know he has taken the position that she didn't do a bad job at his deposition that broke out in the New York Attorney General civil fraud case and called the witness there. I did read her transcript or the parts that were revealed and filed in the E. Jean Carroll case in the deposition of E. Jean Carroll, and I did not think that she did a very good job on that. But we'll have to see. I'm not gonna, you and I are not the master trial strategist for Donald Trump, and let him Thank fail God. on his own on his own route. The next segment, we're gonna talk about somebody who is doing very, very well, who is Jack Smith, who's prosecuting Donald Trump and investigating him, at least three or four grand juries, down in Washington. Before we get there, let's have a word from a couple of our sponsors. And now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Green Chef. Green Chef has expanded their menu. Now choose from 30 recipes weekly with the option to mix and match meals from different dietary preferences in the same box without changing your plan. This means you can order vegan one day and then keto the next. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well with dinners that work for you, not the other way around. Bring more flavor to your table this spring with Green Chef's wholesome, elevated recipes featuring seasonal, organic produce and unique farm-fresh ingredients. Eat well without having to sacrifice taste. 
Also, Green Chef is the only meal kit that is both carbon and plastic offset. Green Chef offsets 100% of their carbon footprint, as well as 100% of the plastic in every box. My wife and I absolutely love Green Chef because of how easy it is to cook the meals and how delicious each meal is. Our favorite recipe is the Parmesan crusted chicken. It is incredible. Go to greenchef.com slash legalaf60 and use code legalaf60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash legalaf60 and use code legalaf60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Oh. Our next sponsor this week is Highland Titles. Oh At highlandtitles.com, you can become a lord or lady of Glencoe for less than $50. Now, thanks there? to Bo Quirk and Scottish hmm. in support of Eugene Carroll. We're going to hear from Carol Martin, a well-respected longtime newscaster here in New York. They're just smarter than the other people, and they're telling the truth. They have an added combination. Or as I have joked on a hot take... It's, it's, you know, the magic trick where the, the woman is sawed in half by the magician. We are watching women sawing the defense in half in real time. All of them. We had a motion for mistrial because, how do I, how do I make this sound um, legit? Because the judge has been mean to Joe Tacopita. I mean, that's the best I can put it. He can't answer, he can't ask a properly formed question. He doesn't know how to properly cross-examine. And then when the judge calls him out on it, or reinforces something that the witness just said and tells Takapina to move on, that's prejudice. That's not prejudice. Okay? There's no such thing as a perfect trial. You just get a fair trial. And so far, it's been, it's been exceedingly fair for Donald Trump, who's decided not to come. Mistrial denied. We'll talk about the, the act of making a mistrial motion so early in the case and what that indicates. And then we've got witnesses that came on later, including Lisa Birnbach, an award-winning author, who is the first witness, Karen, who can definitively say that in real time, within five to seven minutes of the attack, E. Jean Carroll reported it to a friend on the phone in, in Lisa Birnbach, who, who dates it also as being in spring of 1996 in the evening, which, which totally fits with E. Jean Carroll's testimony. And we'll talk about her testimony and the announcement now and I want to hear your view of the permanent empty chair. Donald Trump is not coming through the, the doors of the courtroom. He's not going to appear to this jury. He's, he's going to phone it in with deposition transcripts being read and videos being played, and that's going to be his defense in his case. So that's, that's my breathless presentation. Talk about where you were last week, where you are this week, in what you've read about the case and your predictions about how the how the plaintiff is doing and how the defense is doing. Yeah, so last Wednesday, a week ago, uh, I think that was the first day E. Jean Carroll testified on in trial. And I made the mistake of uh, relying on Twitter uh, recitations of the testimony because we didn't have access to the transcripts yet, right? It was, it was something that, um, a mistake that I, I made and will not make again because obviously you know it Twitter limits you to a certain number of characters and and you don't get the full story and it's only what whoever the person is you know wants to say so I have since been able to obtain the transcripts and actually read them 
Uh, and I will tell you, um, even though you don't get to see a person's face or see their demeanor or hear their tone, I mean, boy, did, those, did, the, did the demeanor and tone and context come through with those, uh, it, with those transcripts. And, you know, I have to say, I find it's a total head scratcher, but I guess in a good way for E.G. and Carol. Why would they have put Joe Ta made Joe Takapina uh, be the person cross-examining Eugene Carroll? I mean, lawyer. he is just, you know, a bull. First of all, he's a bull in a china shop. But second of all, he's just he's he's almost like an exhibit. He's like exhibit A of why women don't come forward and report that they've been sexually assaulted. Because number one, you're going to be attacked by somebody like him. You're going to be accused of lying. You're going to be asked questions like, you know, why didn't you scream? And you didn't report it to the police. And, you know, it's, it's a horror. It's like being violated a second time. And, you know, it's just a horrible experience. And, and I, I really, think it is going to set back sexual assault, uh, sexual assault victims um, and survivors uh, in a way, because anyone who reads that and reads what happened there, especially with a very, with someone like Donald Trump, who's obviously, you know, much more powerful than E. Jean Carroll by virtue of who he is, not just his size and that he's a man, but just his, his power and influence. I mean, who would go come forward? You know, I, it's, it's got to be hard, a really hard decision to do because you're putting your whole life uh, out there and, you know, you're going to be questioned about all the things you did and didn't do. You know, why did you um, go into the dressing room with him? Why were you giggling? You know, really, he was able to pull your tights down and, and you know, it's just, I, I don't know, it was just kind of sickening, actually, reading it. And I felt terrible for E. Jean Carroll, but frankly, she seemed to hold her own. I mean, she really did hold her own, and I give her so much credit for her strength and composure and her ability to reply and respond to his offensive questions and his really offensive cross-examination. And frankly, if, if that's how I felt, I can't imagine how the jury must feel. So see because because i mine my mine was just a reading of the cold words but someone seeing her face and seeing her demeanor and watching her and watching him i think that you know that is just not going to bode well for trump which makes me happy obviously um so you know i think i think she's doing really well i think she's holding up i hope she's you know of course i always worry emotionally like i, I just can't imagine how that must have felt um, you know, just being on the stand for three full days and having to describe in excruciating detail this horrific thing that happened to her, and you know, and then to be um, and then to be questioned the way she was questioned. Um, you know, they even he even said something to her, but you know, but you call the police. You know how to call the police. You called the police once when kids vandalized a mailbox. You know, and he just he clearly doesn't know the shame that so many women. Uh, you know, place on themselves when they are victims of sexual assault. You know, there there is a shame, and especially she did a good job describing that. This was be way before the Me Too movement. This was in the early '90s, and she comes from a different generation where people like her didn't go to the police if something like this happened. You know, and it really was a, a different time. And I think she did a really good job explaining that. Um, but, you know, it's just she blamed herself like so many women do. You know, what did I do to lead him on? 
what did I, you know, you go through all this mental machinations about, you know, how come I did all the what ifs I didn't do. And, you know, it was just awful. You know, she was so upset. She was, you know, and then the, the witness that testified next that I thought or that testified that was really powerful as well was, was Lisa Birnbach, who, who you mentioned. Um, and she was allowed to testify because there's a, um, a concept, a legal concept that in criminal cases as well, it's called a prompt outcry witness. So that's, um, it's, it's, it's an exception to the hearsay rule because normally an out of court statement, which is offered for the truth of the matter asserted, which is what was done here, is normally not allowed in, uh, in court because it's hearsay. But this is an exception to hearsay because really it's not offered for the truth, it's offered for the fact that it was said. And there it's, it's because, you know, she, people explain why they don't go to law enforcement, why they don't go to the police, etc. But typically you, you tell your best friend or you would tell a friend. And if you did do that close in time, that's consistent with it actually having, having happened. So she was her prompt outcry witness, and she said that the way she described E. Jean Carroll, that she sounded breathless, she was hyperventilating, she was emotional, her voice was all sorts of different things, and she just kept saying, he pulled down my tights, he pulled down my tights, you know, she was clearly still processing it because it happened to her, and, and you know, Birnbach remembers this because she said she was feeding her young kids, she was in the kitchen at the time, and she walked out of the room to have to whisper to E. Jean, who said, you know, E. Jean, he raped you go to the police and 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 Eugene said you know I'm not going to the police and don't ever speak of this again you know I don't ever want to talk about this again you know this is not something that that we talked about back then you bury it and you go forward you know and and anyway I just thought that was the way she testified um, about that I mean there is no doubt in this jury's mind uh, in minds uh, that this actually happened in an empty chair. He doesn't even show up for it. So there is no other side. There's only, this is not a he said, she said, this is a she said. And so the jury is going to, I think, you know, have no other um, option in a good way, but to find for, for the plaintiff. Um, and then, I, then there was Jessica Leeds who testified yesterday. Um, she's now 81 years old, you know, and I, I would just love to see her her testimony. She's talking about how uh, Trump, you know, they assaulted her on an airplane uh, sitting in first class in the late 70s. How he was groping her out of the blue. There was no conversation. There was no anything. He just turns around and starts to grab her breasts. Yeah, she I think it was heard, 80s, by the way, but yes. Was it the 80s? Oh, I don't know why I thought yeah. it happened in the late yeah, She's 70s. in her 80s, but it was 80s, yeah. Okay, so anyway, um, but, you know, she was describing how, how he had, like, 40 zillion hands, and, you know, it was just very consistent with his Access Hollywood statement that you can just do anything to a woman without even asking. And that's just his mindset. That's what he bragged about doing on that tape in 2016. That's what he did to, you know, Miss, Miss Leeds. And clearly that's what he did to E. Jean Carroll. So I think, I think that, you know, uh, I think that this trial is going to result in a judgment for E. Jean Carroll without a doubt, and it should. And Trump will forever be branded a rapist. Even though it's civil, it's still a rape. 
But, you know, what this will do to him, if anything, and his followers and his standing is, you know, I have no idea. Your guess is as good as anybody's, but... Yeah, um, I'm not worried about... Yeah, I'm not worried about his followers because... No, I'm hoping it'll... Was, yeah, but I'm hoping it'll yeah. it'll change things. I no, think I, that... Yeah, go on. No, 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 that's my point. My point is his followers are long gone. You're aiming for the independents and the women who have not made up their mind. Between the abortion... Um, the abortion decision on his watch with his justices and his position and this, I mean, I don't, I, you know, if he lost by 7 million, which he did to Joe, Joe Biden, I don't know how he doesn't lose by 9 million. I actually welcome him being the candidate on the other side. Um, but let me, let me just, I'll give you the two most powerful moments for me so far in the trial that I think will sear in the minds of all the jurors including the one that we've already identified as being somebody who gets all of his information from right-wing podcasts. Still, there are facts that are being developed in that courtroom and law to which that has to be applied. And I think the rest of them will gang up on him and get to a unanimous jury, which is what's required for federal court and a civil side. Lisa Birnbach made it clear, not only she dated this in a way that E. Jean Carroll was like 95 or 96, he, but it happened in the evening, during evening hours, when there were very few people in um, Bergdorf Goodman to answer Joe Tacopina's opening about how incredible yes, and incredulous opening. it is that in this department store teeming with people, he was making it out to be Walmart in the grocery section during the day before 